Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. You may take your seats in the name of Jesus. your neighbor welcome them to the service especially if it's their first time how many of us are here for the first time in service ah you're welcome anyone else anyone else you're very welcome to today's service nobody went to say hi to her nobody greeted her please put up your hand please put up your hand yeah uh-huh you're welcome the one even the one behind her is new. For Wednesday, she just refused to put up the hand. Okay, you can also welcome her to the Wednesday service. You're very welcome. <laughs> Seeing as it's Patrick who insisted. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to suggest that we, we read today's devotion. I'm suggesting. Okay, get out your phones and read today's devotion. <laughs> Friends. How many of us don't receive the devotion? All of us receive the devotion. The rest of us receive the devotion. Rasa, Rasa, how don't you receive the devotion? Are we there? Are we all there? Okay, the most accurate evaluation of life is by Pastor, is, is Pastor Wilbur for Spesude. <laughs> okay, we're reading from Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says, For by the grace of God given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think more highly of himself, and of his importance and ability than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has appointed to each degree of faith and a purpose designed for service. So this portion of scripture does not tell us to underestimate ourselves. Thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to think means to think that we can make it on our own power or self-effort. Have we understood that? When they say, do not think yourself more highly than others, does not mean to look at yourself less than you are. But it means not to think that you can make it in your own power or in your self-effort. It means evaluating ourselves by the worldly standard of success and achievement. What is the worldly standard of success? Married, a house, uh -huh. a job, what else? Nice clothes, what? Children, uh -huh. degrees. Mm -hmm. Chanel, Dolce and Gabbana. Okay. And what's the kingdom standard of success? Pastor Weber, for space today. Of little. 
Some people are so consumed by their worth in the eyes of others and end up missing their true value. Amen? Which is through the eyes of God's grace. Without the grace of God, we can't do much. But in him, we are valuable and capable of greater works. The Bible says, greater works than what Jesus did shall we do. Shall I do? You understand? We must have an accurate evaluation of life. The right basis of our worth. The most accurate evaluation of life is our identity in Christ. Our identity is in Christ. It is not in our money. It is not in our family name. It is not in our children. It is not in our marriage. It is not in how much food we can eat. It is not in how much food we can't eat. It is not in our hair. It is not in the makeup. It is not in, it is in Christ. That is our identity. It is not in how, how well we speak and how well we don't speak. It is, not, it is not in how well you preach. It is not in your gifts. It is not in your possession. It is in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. My loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for adopting me into your family and giving me your identity. I refuse to evaluate my life basing on how I feel. Know what the world says or thinks of me. I choose the most accurate life evaluation. I choose the grace of God and my identity in Christ. I am valuable and I am capable of greater works. Dear Holy Spirit, open my eyes of understanding to see, experience, and walk in my full, priceless, and greater value. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm going to actually give before we go into the word. So get your tithe, get your offering. Get your seed, get your thanksgiving, get your life, get your thing, and just give it. Amen. Eh? You can't fit in the box. It's okay. It's okay. But bring your life, put it here. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house. Of the Lord, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, and we offer up to you 
the sacrifices of thanksgiving and we offer up to you the sacrifices of praise Amen. Father Almighty, with joy, eh? Father Almighty, we thank you that you enable us to give. Ooh. We give out of the overflow everything that you have given us. We, are, we don't give because we want. We give because we just have more than enough. We continue to overflow. You continue to cause our bounties to be full. We see your goodness here in the land of the living. We experience it. We feel it. We know it. We understand it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you so much. So let us get into the word. Open your Bibles. Everyone is looking at me. Let's open. Open your Bibles. Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah? Hey, I heard you say Isaiah. I these people. Let me first get it. <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Aha, uh -huh. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11. <clears throat> what have we been talking about? Prayer. <laughs> the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. For I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. Hey, the word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot tilting away from the north. It's mouth about to pour out to the south on Judea. Then the Lord said to me, out of the north. Okay, that one we don't need. Thank you, Lord, for your word. As we enter your word, may you bless us and increase us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Pastor Wilbur, for special day, I welcome you. <laughs> So, City Church Kampala, what do you see? 
Okay, let's raise up our hands above our heads and clap them to Jesus. Give him a shout. Give him a shout. Come on, give him a shout. Let everyone know we came tonight. Let the atmosphere be charged by your voice. Give him another big shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. And I thank you. Amen. Let, let's take our seats. Wonderful. So, do we interpret or not? Um, finally, I'm happy to be home. Finally. Finally. Some of you may not understand how happy I am. And you may not understand why I should be happy the way I am. Um, but I do understand. The journey has been long. I don't remember when we started. Pastor Carol, do you remember when we started talking about this thing? I think two years ago. So the journey has been long. Um, it has not been easy. But God has been in it. And God has walked us through the journey. Finally, we are here. All of us. All of us. So you'll see the rest of the family on Sunday. Um, I left um, a part, a part of me, my son stayed home. Uh, I've never, uh, he's, he has never been alone. And uh, so I became emotional. You know, when I was saying bye bye to him. He's 19 now. And he, he cried and we cried. And we, we, uh, we hugged and sat on the stairs and on the floor. And so. But, but we are blessed and happy as a family to, um, to be here. I want to thank you for praying for us and uh, for your love. Um, we, we've been talking and you know people have been asking me and, and, and they, they've been telling me oh we have seen how much you love Uganda and how much you love the people and, and how much you love City Church Kampala um, uh, you know the move is you know big and, and, and I told them yeah I do love them and that's why I'm going back but they love me they, uh, because 
Yeah, I know. And, and uh, so your love for us has also contributed on our return. Doesn't make sense. It is not only us that, oh, we love you so much. And, we, no. No, and of course, love, love drives us. And I'm back because I love you. Uh, but it's also your love has contributed to our return. I, I want to thank Pastor Carol for, for the work she has done for the last and your, contribute, your contribution. It's, uh, it's amazing. I, you know, um, she's a very... She's a very, very key person, not only in the ministry, but in my life. You're very key. Very, 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 very key. So I want to appreciate you so much for your love and support, for, and for your heart for the church, for the, for the body of Christ, and of course, all the pastors and the leaders. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. So we are happy. And now uh, we we got work together uh, to make sure that uh, we 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 see ourselves going to the next level. We we are together a solution. We are, and uh, and this thing is a we thing. It is not a one man thing. It is a we thing. We do it together. So the reason why we have come is for us to join together. Uh, and uh, I do my part, you do your part. You know, he does his part, she does her part. And so we're going to do it together and make this place different and fill this place with people. But not only Butavika, but Kampala must hear us. Not only Kampala, but the nation of Uganda must hear us. And the whole world. And this is what I see. Every nation where we have been as missionaries is they are coming here. They will travel, they will fly to come here. Because some of the things we've been teaching and telling them, we're going to do them more here than we have done them elsewhere. And so people are coming here to learn. So what we are preparing is more than a church. It is a place where the whole world will gather to learn from us. A, a, a place we are building is more than a church. It is a training center and a sending center. So we're going to raise people. That will be that will be sent. Uh, and people that fit that calling. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about mission fields. And, you know, I feel God is calling me to travel to the nations. And I realize that they don't know what they are talking about. That is why people go with fire 
and, 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 and you know and they want to do so much for God but because they are unprepared because they are not ready they come back empty and, 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 and instead of preaching the gospel they begin looking for money because they go there without being prepared you, you understand what I'm talking about. So God is raising an army that will be ready for the call. People that will be ready for the call. I have learned a lot. I've been to many nations. And I'm telling you the truth. If you are not ready to travel, stay here until you're ready. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So uh, we thank God for that. For what he's about to do. So I'm going to uh, uh, fellowship with you briefly. And there are a few things that uh, uh, I will show you here and then we will Amen. Amen. Let's go into the world. Let's open Romans. Um, greetings from Stockholm. Uh, the, the, the church is healthy, the church is well. God is doing mighty things. We've been in prayer and fasting for 21 days. And uh, the whole place, you know, we've been gathering about 170 people every night just to pray. Young people are on fire. We had a powerful service uh, last Sunday. The whole place was packed with people who came to witness the, the glory of God. So we thank God for what God is doing and we honor the hand of God upon the church in Stockholm. And, uh, and we're going to see more here. Amen. And I'm not just saying things because they are good to say. <laughs> you know, there are some, some words we say because they are good. But I, I speak what I really feel in, in my heart. And please take these things and, and keep them on your heart. And let's acknowledge God for what he's doing. Because the things we're talking about are already done in the So we just have to get ourselves ready to experience what God has already done. Amen? Are you there? Romans 1. Romans 1, uh, verse 20. We read up to uh, verse 21. So the Bible says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his, are we there? You've seen it? The people are still all looking. Have you seen it? No? Sorry? Sorry? Are you there with me? Okay. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Verse 21. 
because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful but because vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was e, darkened. It was darkened. What is a what is a, is a darkened heart is 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 a, a, a hardened heart. What is a hardened heart? It is a cold heart. Cold, cold. Um, yeah. Have you ever met a cold person? It, it is it is it is insensitive. Unyielding, unyielding, unfeeling. Um, a heart which doesn't acknowledge anything good. A person that will never appreciate. A person that will never acknowledge anything good. Have you seen people who enter a place and and and? Uh, the only thing they see is what is not well positioned. Or, you, you know, they will never say, oh, this is good. They, they, will never, they will never appreciate anything. So when they enter a place, the only thing they want to see is something to complain about. You understand? So, so they, don't, they don't believe that you know, there is something good here. Yeah. And I think it is in them, in, in, in them to complain. Yeah, and I don't know if it makes them happy to talk about bad things. You know what I'm talking about? You know, they, I think they, they feel happy when they see something that is not good and they talk about it. They condemn, they so those people, they will never acknowledge, they will never see anything good. The only thing they see is bad things. So they have bad imaginations. And so scripture talks about these people. They are insensitive, unfeeling, unyielding. They don't see anything good. They don't acknowledge anything good. So even when they think about God, they never see anything good that God has done. These are people that forget what God has done. So the only thing they remember is, is what didn't go well or what God hasn't done. And so even when they pray, their prayer is full of they, they, they remind God 
God. Because what God hasn't done. They, they point at what God hasn't done. Look at this and look at that and look at that and look at that. So they, they will never have a thank you. So their prayer is full of tears. 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 They cry to God. And they remind God. Look at this. Look at me. Look at my family. Look, 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 look at my life. Look at my finances. God. You know, see all these promises that you have in fulfilled. So, so they even open scriptures and they read the promises. Back back to God. God. No. This is what you said, and this is what you said, and this is what you said. And they are not speaking out of faith, but they are speaking out of complaining because God hasn't done it. Now, a person who prays like that, a person who thinks like that, you know, you think you're praying and you're reminding God to do it quickly, but you're actually prolong, prolong, prolonging, prolonging the process. You, you, are, you are making the process long because that prayer will never accomplish anything. That kind of prayer makes the process long. Because you don't see what God has done. Now, let's go, someone read for me um, Philemon 1. Philemon, a sura emu. Have you seen it? Yeah. The communication of thy faith mm -hmm. may become effectual. Acknowledging every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now listen to this. The word communication there is the word sharing. And is also the word releasing. Releasing your faith. Releasing your faith. Sharing. Communication. Releasing. How many of you have heard about, you know, people say, especially when you're praying uh, or you're believing uh, for something, you know, they, say, they say, release your faith. You've heard about it. Are you with me? Release your faith. What does it 
mean to release your faith. Now, releasing your faith is acknowledging something good. That's releasing your faith. Now, every time you fail to acknowledge everything good, you prolong the process. So, people open up the promises in the Bible and they begin to read them not as an act of releasing faith but they are releasing, they are, they are, they are releasing doubt by reminding God of what he hasn't done in a complaining mood you understand they are, they are, God, you haven't done this. You haven't done this. Oh, oh, you haven't done this. Oh, you haven't done this. See this and look at this and look at my life. And, look. And, and they even say, but I even pay my tithes. Okay. 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 Just irritates me. Now, sorry, Monsanyo. Okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, so they remind God, they even say, I even pay my tithe. I serve in the church. But look at me, oh God. So they complain. When you do that, you prolong the process. You don't release faith, but you release doubt. Does it make sense? Now, when you acknowledge what God has done, when you go back in your life and you remind God of what good he has done. You, re you released faith that is what? Effectual. Powerful faith. Effectual faith is powerful faith which is to bring to pass what looks impossible. Effectual faith powerful faith is faith that releases things. Powerful faith that releases things. Effect your faith that releases things. How do you release effect your faith? By acknowledging every, every good thing. There are two things here. What God has done in your life. Please. Bambi. Remember what God has done. By remembering what God has done, you release faith that brings things that God has not done yet in the physical. 
Because he has already done them in the spiritual The Bible says we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So whatever you need and whatever you ever need is already done. When you release faith, you enter into the reign of the spirit and begin to release these things into the physical by Acknowledging God. But also, acknowledging those things that are not yet in the physical. Because he said acknowledging things in you. In Christ Jesus. So the things you're looking for, the things you want to see, are already there in you. Okay? They are in you. In the realm of the spirit, you, you already graduated. Acknowledge it. When you acknowledge it, and acknowledge it, you are releasing faith that makes things manifest in the physical realm. Amen? Now, there are four things that stop the power of God to work in our lives. Four things. And they are all in these verses. One, when God is not glorified or when God is not magnified Which means if you don't... Um, Put value on God. When you don't put value on God's word. When you don't put value. Because you see, many times we put value on what men say. When someone tells you you're arguing, why do you get upset? Why do you feel bad? Why do you go home and even think about it? It means you have put value. You, you put value. When, 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 why are you worried about the doctor's report? It's because you have put value. You have honored it. You have honored it. You have put value on it. A man signs a paper and, and says, you are sick. You are sick. And you go with that paper. I am sick. I am sick. I am sick. What you've done is you have put value on the report of the doctor. You have honored it with all your life. That's why you're thinking about it. Something you don't value, don't think about it. <laughs> okay. okay. Who of you in your Right state of mind. You meet a madman on the street. And that man abuses you. And says, You stupid woman. 
abuses you and he abuses you and he tells you another word and he tells you another word and you go from that place feeling bad you go back home and you say a man abused me and he says I'm ugly how many of you will go back home feeling so bad and you can't even, you can't even sleep in your right mind and you even say, oh, when I see that man, I will never greet him. A madman. How many of you will do that? If you do that, we will also have to pray for you. You understand what I'm talking about? Why? Because he's a madman. He's not in his right state of mind. So you, you, you devalue. You devalue what he said. You understand? But a doctor stamps a paper. You who is in your right spiritual mind. You are in your right state. Of the child of God. Son of God. You are full of God. Full of his glory. In fact, the Bible says he dwells in you bodily. When you walk, it is God walking. When you speak, it is God speaking. Because he's in you bodily. When people see you, they see God. And you walk away from doctor's office. And you're saying, I'm sick. It is like a man or a woman who meets a madman. And the madman abuses him. And he goes telling everybody. I'm so upset. He found a man there. A madman. And he abused me. You are in the same boat. Whose report shall we believe? So when, when men don't magnify God, when men don't value the word of God, and, and value what the doctor says, and they value what men say, and they value their present situation which doesn't even represent who they are. Because you're still looking for a job and you haven't seen it. Doesn't mean you don't have a job. You understand what I'm talking about? So stop walking around saying I have, I'm jobless. You put value on what is not true. And what you value you attract. Oh, am I talking to somebody? When you walk around and say I am jobless, 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 you are valuing what is not true. You are valuing a false report. You are magnifying what is not true. You are magnifying a lie. And the principle is what you value. 
you attract. Whatever you put value, you own it. You attract it. You know, we cannot begin to think and talk as one man. We are not of this world. 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 You see, I was talking to a man. Who I thought was a man of God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a man of God. So I'm talking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you, no, no, you're about to know why I'm saying what okay, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting with him and I'm telling him the visions I'm telling him the things I'm seeing and, uh, and I'm telling him I'm leaving, I'm going to Uganda I'm going to spend more time there and he says are you walking away from here? you're leaving this church? You're leaving these people. Now, I live a good life in Sweden. But I'm not controlled by those things. Because I'm bigger than them. By the way, a blessing. The, the, our blessing. You see. People are looking for blessings in locations. Ah, they look for breakthroughs in locations. They, they go to America to live a good life. And I wonder how they think. They go to Europe to live a good life. People die to get visas to go for good life. One thing they don't understand that the blessing is not in any location. The blessing is in me. I am the blessing. When I come in a place, I bring it with me. I don't go looking for it. No, I bring it. You understand what I'm talking about? You bring the blessing. So this man says that you're walking away from this? That's when I realized it wasn't a man of God. I didn't tell him. But I realized he wa- he's not a man of God. And he said, are you walking away from this? And I, said, and I said to him, no. I'm not walking away. Because this is my blessing. I brought it. It is because I came. And I realized he did not he did not understand me. So I said, no. I'm not walking away. How do I walk away from myself? All this, he was looking at me. He didn't understand me. But anyway, we, we went ahead to discuss. And I, and I told him, uh, you see, City Church Kampala is one of the best churches in the world. And I said, you see, City Church Kampala is one of the largest churches in, 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 uh, in Africa. He says, really? When did you plant it? Said, Seven years ago. You man, you don't, you don't look that big. And I said, no, no, it's, it's the largest church. 
And he says, he went on Google. And said, give me the name. I gave him the name. And the name Butabika. He was so disappointed in me. Because I am not of this world. I don't think like men of this world. I don't speak like them. 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 I speak like God. God looks at a woman who's barren and he says, Sarah! Did you understand me? A woman that is buried and he said, Sarah. From Sarai to Sarah. From Abraham to Abraham. You understand me? You speak like God. Don't speak like men of this world. Don't think like men of this world. Think like God. Speak like God. Look into you and acknowledge every good thing is inside of you. Stop walking around looking for the blessing. When you're looking for it, look inside your life. When you're looking for higher levels, it is inside your life. Wake up every day. Look inside. Look inside. Look inside. Look inside. Look inside. And begin to praise God. Say, Father, I thank you for this. I thank you for that. You see, when I look into me, I see a generation. And I thank God for a generation. I'm not thinking about homes and cars and money. I am past that level. I don't think about citizenships. I am past that level. The Japanese will look for me. The English people look for me. Americans will look for me. Asians, I do not have to be their citizen. Do you get what I'm talking about? Don't think like men of this world. Don't think like people of this world. We are above that. What you acknowledge, you attract. The Bible said every good thing. Every good thing. The Bible says all things are yours. Recently I was writing down. And I said all things. Oh, I, you know I wrote things I wrote things and I wrote things I also realized fish in the waters is mine. I also realized every rock is mine. Now, now I'm not even talking about gold and silver because those I, you know, I went deep. Even grass is mine. Even those little stones are mine. Everything is mine. I also realized even people are mine. Hey! Even people are So when I look into me, I see people and I own them. I own them. They're mine. They're mine. Every good thing. 
God has given us every good thing already. So stop reminding God and complaining. One of the things that will stop the power of God is when you don't acknowledge him for good things and you acknowledge him for bad things. You stop, from, you stop him from working. Every day, as you pray, look into you. Whatever you need is inside of you. He dwells in you godly. Uh, sorry, godly. In you. And everything is in him. Number two. How much time? Okay, I'm closing. Number two. When people are not thankful, they are and, 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 and I've been following, Pastor Kara has been teaching me that we do not ask to thank we thank. You know, I live in Sweden, but I, 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 I don't know if I'm getting blessed more than you people. Yeah, it's true. Because I value the word of God. I valued that when she said it. We do not ask to thank. We thank to ask. When people are not thankful, when people are not thankful, you see, the reason why you even struggle to be, to be, you want to sing like somebody, you want to dress like somebody, you want to speak like somebody, you want to be like Pastor Carol, you want, it's not, it's not bad to admire, I also have people I admire, and by the way, when you admire so much, when you admire so much, you begin to act like those people. But don't force it. Because the, the, one of the things why you want to be like them is because you haven't appreciated God for who you are. You don't thank Have you seen people? No. Um, you see people. They are black people who want to be like white people. You find someone with beautiful face. You know black beauty. And begins to do things to be like a white man or sorry, a white woman or whatever. Means you haven't appreciated God for who you are. You created black. There is a purpose for that. Every spirit, every spirit that possesses a body has purpose. Thank God for who you are. Don't devalue what God has done when men are not thankful. Number three, 
when the imagination of men see the bad instead of the good. Even in people, you never see anything good. That stops the work of God. That stops the work of God. That's why when I come here, I see God. And I tell people, I have seen God in church. You understand? You acknowledge the good. I'm not saying that we should not see what to change and not to improve. You understand what I'm talking about? So I'm not saying don't think about what to improve and what That is not what I'm saying. But do not dwell. Even the Bible says don't dwell on But look at what I'm doing now. I'm even making a way in the wilderness. I'm bringing water where water has never been. Don't look at what Happened happened in the past. Past. Look at what I'm doing. God says, Look at what I'm doing. Change your focus. Cannot see God. Now, let, let me finish with this. Jesus speaks in John 8. And he says, I come from above. That's what he says, right? He says, I am not from beneath. I come from above. Which means I am glorified. You understand? Which means I am magnified. Why does the Bible tell us to magnify God? Why does the Bible tell us to glorify God? Because here he says, if you don't magnify, if you don't glorify, you stop him from working. He says, I am I'm already magnified. I'm already glorified. I come from above. I, I come from above. So why should I magnify you who is already magnified? By the way, how can the clay magnify the potter? It is <laughs> I'm about to say something. I, I'm about to say something. Pick this. So he says, magnify me. Glorify me. But he's, he says, I'm from above. I am glorified. I am, I am already magnified. So, so if you magnify, if you from above, then why should I glorify you? You already. The Bible says when you lift up him, he will draw men close to himself. But this man is already magnified. He's already glorified. But he says men will not come if you don't glorify me. Are you with me? You are already there. Okay. 
You can never make God big. You can't magnify him. He's already magnified. So the principle of, I will teach more on this sometime to come. The principle of magnification is not for God. It's for you. When you glorify God, you are not actually glorifying God. You are glorifying you. God is already glorified. He's already magnified. I don't make God big. But the principle makes me big. I see people thinking. Okay, let me explain a little bit. Because I can see your thinking. Now, and it's good your thinking. God is magnified. He doesn't want you to magnify him. But once you begin to magnify God as a principle of magnification and you begin to worship him and you begin to glorify him and you begin to lift him up you make him magnified in you. You you put value on him and the principle of magnifying God brings Everything else to nothing. Okay. If you are sick, you have disease in your body, and you begin to magnify God, and you begin to glorify Him, what you're doing is you're magnifying God in you. In you. When you magnify God in you, you reduce sickness to nothing. Did you get it? Come on, shout amen. Shout amen. Shout and say, I got it. Now, every time you have something you don't need in your life, everything, everything that you don't need in your life, everything you don't want to see, everything you don't want to hear, everything you don't want to sense, everything you don't want to, everything you don't want, to, you don't, want don't look at it. Because when you look at it, you magnify it. Look at God. Magnify him. Worship him. Tell him, God, you're great. You are powerful. You are this. Give him names. Think, think about even create names for God. One day I say, God, you're bombastic. You want to give him names. <laughs> you understand? Create your own. The more you put him up, the more you worship. That's why we say clap your hands. That's why dance, sing, shout. You know, all these things. They lift up God. When you lift him up, you reduce everything else to nothing. I mean nothing. 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 That's the principle of magnification. No, no. Stop looking at your mountain and tell your mountain, I say, no, 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 no. Stop going to God and tell him how big the mountain is. 
Stop going to God and report to him about the doctor's report. Magnify him. You do that. Forget about the doctor's report. Don't even tell God about it. Don't tell God. Don't speak to God about it. Say, God, you're good. You are great. I worship you. I magnify you. I glorify you. Hallelujah. I dance for you. I sing for you. As you do that, the other thing is dying. But every time you talk about it, every time you focus on it, you give it life. You put value on it. When people talk to you, and you don't I don't want to hear what they are saying. It, it, brings, it brings sadness. It brings heaviness. When you do that, you're stepping in the realm of God. You are, you are talking to him. You are worshipping him. Even sometimes you don't have enough words. Begin to think about magnification. And begin to pray in tongues. You magnify God. Reduce everything else to nothing. Nothing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.